0: Welcome everyone to today's Dovah Adorah D'Av Today's sure is D'Av Mem Gimel. In Meseche Kitubot we will begin three lines down with Amra Papa. Today's Daf is available. Contact Rav and for the Zichut of sponsoring today's Daf. says the Gemara. The Gemara is explaining the Mechol continuing Bishimon and Rabbanan. So the Gemara is explaining that in the case of a person who is... Daughter was raped, um, and you have to pay boshet, pigam, and knas. You have to pay for the embarrassment, for the devaluing, and also a fine. What is the main thing? Which means, what is the main point that a person first wants to claim? And based on that, we'll decide whether this can be considered a money type of claim. A fine type of claim. A person will not ignore something that has a set amount and demand something without a set amount. And therefore, being that Knas has a set amount, it's exactly 50 shekel, he's going to collect that first. And he's not going to collect the Bush and which will fluctuate depending on the system. And therefore, we look at this as a knas tiviyah, where you'll be patur um, from the from a, a korban if you were lying. And Rabbanan savri, Loshavik inishmidi inish lo modiba, Midi lo modiba Person will not, according to Rabbanan, the main claim is the poshmagam, because a person will not um, will not ignore something that if the guy admits he can become patur and claim something that if he admits you patur. So in other words, a person is always claiming the bush program because bush program is something that's a guaranteed thing because the guy cannot claim it. Cannot, the guy cannot admit it to become patur. Therefore, the first claim is that. And that ends the previous sugya. Now, we're starting a brand new sugya in a case where a person, where a, the daughter's father had passed away and at that point being that the father passed away her um, her uh, brothers had inherited the father's money as it uh, says in the Torah that the brothers will inherit the money not the girl but the is that the Chachamim say that the daughter gets the right if the father leaves an inheritance to get paid from to get her um, money and is in it her food paid for by the father's estate even if the brothers could be in a fight with her they don't want to give it they have to give it to her now the question is ma'aseyad Adalami Normally while the father is alive, any to, all of her salaries go to her father. If she makes money, goes to her father. The question is over here, do we say <clears throat> that her salary should go to her brothers because her brothers are now supporting her? Or do we say no? Do we say, <inaudible> that she keep, she's replacing the father? <inaudible> Just like when a when father was alive, her wages went to her dad, here too when the father's dead and she's being supported by the brothers also here her wages will go to the brothers maybe you can't compare it to the father over there by the father the father is the one giving her her parnasa and therefore he's the one who should get her wages here the brothers don't have to give her their own money they only give her the money that they got and the in the in the Yerusha in, in the inheritance, but they're not obligated to give their own money to support the sister. And since they're not obligated to give their own money, maybe they're not entitled to her wages. This is the question. that Rebbe, Abina Esov Sheshat Amalei Esov Sheshat responded. Tini I can answer you from a Mishnah. We said in our Mishnah in a Mishnah later on that a widow has the right to have her pranasa come from the uh, orphans, meaning her stepsons who had inherited her father, So her husband. So if a woman had married a second marriage to a man, I'll give you that case, it could be a first marriage, but more likely in a second marriage. And he has kids from the previous marriage, boys. And when he dies... Those boys inherit his fortune, but this widow has the right to get her panesah from that fortune. But... Halacha is that if she's claiming that, then any wages that the widows make goes to the brothers. So just like we see that the widows' wages will go to the brothers who are supporting her, we should say the same thing with the daughters' wages, that they should go to the brothers who are supporting her, even though the money is coming from the estate of the father, it should still work. I think my is me, Dami, can you compare? The widow... He doesn't want her to be um, to be very very well off, right? He doesn't care that she's well off or not, and therefore, he'd rather the the sons get the 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 wages, and let her just take her basic needs from the sons, and that's it. But Pito Nichle his daughter, he does want her to be wealthy, because he wants her to be someone that's desirable for marriage. He wants his daughter to get remarried. Okay. Says the Gemara, by saying that you want your daughter to be wealthy and not your widow, it makes it sound like a person prefers his daughter over his widow. I'll show you in another case that a person does not prefer his widow, his daughter over his widow. Actually, the other way around, the person prefers his widow over his daughter. Asu almana kibat They made the widow with the daughter kibat etzalachin Mutin, which means, let's say a person dies and he only has a daughter. Now the daughter has all his money, and the widow has only the right to her food. Now, if it's muatim, which means that there's not enough money in the inheritance uh, for both of them, halacha is habatni's in it. The daughter gets the money and the brothers have to ask for you have to beg for food so in other words for example let's say there's a daughter we're bringing an example let's say there's a daughter and the and there would, let's say in the case if there was a daughter, there would be sons. And the sons, of course, inherit everything, but they have an obligation to support the sister. What if there's not enough for both? You could either support your sister or you could use the money. Halakha is the sister gets the money and the sons have to beg for food. Why is that? Because we don't want the daughter to go out. And the same thing the other way around. About, let's say there's only a daughter who inherits and there's no brothers. And now there's a widow <coughs> who's demanding food is the widow gets the food and the daughter has to go begging so you see that a person from this whole thing the fact that the widow gets the food and the daughter goes begging you see that a husband prefers the daughter how could you say before answered and said that a person prefers the daughter here it seems like you prefer the widow he says no when it comes to embarrassment for them he doesn't want he, he's more worried that his ex-wife or his widow shouldn't be embarrassed. But to be rich, be if he wants his daughter to be rich because he wants someone to marry her. Now, we said in our Mishnah, that a daughter, a daughter is, Um, wages and her findings which means if she finds uh, a lost while in the street even though the father has the right to while he's alive even if he didn't collect it while he's alive if the father dies they belong to the brothers so we see from here the reason why it belongs to the brothers that's only because the father was alive Right, that's only because she earned the money, or she found the wallet while the father was alive. But it sounds like from our Mishnah that had it been done when the father was already passed away, the wages or the findings, Laatzma she keeps it herself. My love, and is it this probably talking about a case of a girl who is being supported by the by the estate that her father left, and still she gets to keep. The money, as long as she earned it after her father passed away, you see over here clearly that the money does not go to the brothers. in We'll answer you here that the reason why she gets it is because we're talking about a lady who's not getting supported by the thing, and that's why she gets the money. What's the chidush? Of course, if she's not getting money, she gets to keep her mitziot would you think that she's not getting supported and she still has to give her stuff into that she finds or her wages in to her brothers? And even if you're saying, yeah, maybe yes. By a slave you could, but if you have a, a, a goy slave, there's a rabbi who claims that a person has the right to make this slave work all day. Make is 200 $200. The master will take the two hundred dollars from the slave and tell the slave when the slave asks for his food, the master could tell the slave, "I'm not giving you for my two hundred dollars that I have. Go back." And if, if according to that opinion, you might think that maybe you could do the same thing with the daughter, and therefore you could say that maybe the daughter also you could have done that, and therefore we need our mission to tell you that no, you can't. That's only by an by a slave where there's a rabbi who might say that because it doesn't say kitov lo imach that it'll be good for you with you. I will imach, but by a Jewish slave, law koshkin certainly, right? Koshkin law obviously you can't even do it by a Jewish slave. You have to if the Jewish slave is working, if it makes two hundred dollars, you could take the money, but you have to give the money according to all opinions. Koshkin be taught definitely. Your daughter you can't do it to. If you can't do it to your Jewish slave, you can't do it to your daughter, and therefore. It's not true. Right? So, what's the chidush when we said that she gets her own masayadav? There's no point. The reason why we needed the Mishnah is to tell you that, to give her more. Well, in other words, even in a case where she makes more than Hamizunot, still the brothers can't get anything for it. In other words, we're not talking about a case where she's making just enough money for her to survive. Talking about a case where she's making more than enough money for her to survive. Even in that case, don't think that the brothers could take what's what's over and above what she needs to survive. Still, the brothers cannot take it. I'm a Rabba. So Rabba says, Rabba Kirav Yosef, Why well, you think Rabba Rav Yosef, doesn't understand that there might be a case where there is a girl making more money than her basic livelihood. Why? How could it be that Rav Yosef will ask her from the Mishnah and doesn't realize it could be talking about an obvious case where she's making more money than she needs to survive? Elama Rava says, no, it's not talking about that case. Rav Yosef, the reason why he gave his answer is because he has a problem with the Mishnah itself. The actual language of Mishnah is troublesome says in the Mishnah, her wages and her findings, even if she didn't even if the father didn't collect them, um goes to the brothers. The Gemara is asking on that, Gavya How is it possible to collect the Mitzia? Which means Yes, he could collect her wages. From it's possible to collect wages from someone who was paying the wages and say, Don't give it to my daughter, give it to me. But how could you collect the person's how could you collect the girls' findings? Who are you gonna collect it from? Right. The term collecting work doesn't work well with findings rather this is what the Gemara is saying her wages are like her findings just like her findings while the father alive the father could get it but once the father is dead she gets it herself so too her wages during the lifetime of the father the father gets it after the father dies she gets it now we see from here and even the daughter who's getting wages from the brothers, she gets her own wages. So, what's the halacha? According to Bruder Marav, he's claiming that the girl gets to keep her own wages if she's being supported by her brothers. What's the reason? It says in the Torah, it says, by the slaves that you will inherit them to your children. You inherit your slaves to your children, but you don't inherit your sisters to your children. And therefore when a person dies, his sons do not inherit the rights over the sisters. A person can't give the zikhot of his daughter and her earning power. You can't uh, bequeath that or give it as an inheritance to your son question. Maybe the Pasuk that says that the, the the sons don't have a right to their sister is not talking about question. Maybe it's talking about convincing the girl to have relations and and a knas and chavalot is talking about and that's the pasuk that tells you that the sons have no rights are talking about those things those are the things that a son has no right for but he does have the right for masaya daim also, it says that it's talking about these uncommon things. Uncommon things are things like uh, a knas. It doesn't happen so often that a person has forced force a girl to have relations and has to be a knas. Or chavalot. Or, or that someone punches her and has to pay for the... Those things are uncommon. That's what the Torah is referring to by excluding and saying that only slaves you get but not... not you don't inherit your sisters means you don't inherit those rights but it's not referring to the regular rights Okay. now we're asking a question now the Gemara says Chavalot why did you mention that if a girl someone gets punished if someone gets punched or gets hit that the 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 pain of the daughter doesn't go to the brothers Anyway, the pain of the daughter doesn't even go to the father. That pain, if someone, if a girl gets punched, should go to her, because she's the one who had the pain. And therefore, therefore, why are we saying that, the, that this, the, the brother won't get it, even the father won't get it? What kind of pain are you talking about? Answer the for turn the page. It depends what happened. Uh, here we're talking about a case where she got punched in the face, and since she got punched in the face or hit in the face, uh, it lowered her beauty, and that affected the father, and therefore the father will get the pain for that. And the chidush of the Torah is that even though the father gets it, the, the son doesn't get that. Okay. Amar amarav. Amar la, amar amarav. It's either Rav Zera or Rabbi Zera, who's saying Rabban Rav. Okay, and Batan is in Ibn If you have a daughter who is being supported by the brothers because the father left money for her. To the brothers and she, in the brothers are warning her. She gets her own wages. Because it says that you, you, you inherit your slaves to your sons, but not your daughters. This statement wasn't Rav. It was actually made by Shikud. It sounds like Mar says, "Oh yeah." But we know that Rav said it all as well. It wasn't Shmuel. Why are you saying it was, it was Shmuel? Shakudman who is Shakud? Shmuel. says, saying it? it's Shmuel. We know it was Rav, not Shmuel. Rather, also Shakud said it. It was Rav and Shmuel who both said the statement, which is that the daughter gets her own wages. This is what Naradai said. Rav notes like Rav is like Rav not like Roshishet that the, Roshishet had said before that the brothers get her wages Rav Ashi is claiming that's like Rav that the daughter gets her own wages and the is like that the daughter gets her own wages says the Mishnah a person who um, does kid machine to his daughter right but then she gets divorced from the kid machine without ever 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 getting married or. orasa after she gets divorced, he engages her against somebody else. But the husband dies. ketubah the ketubah that she's entitled to, after all, she was divorced and widowed. She's entitled to the ketubah from each one of those guys. Shiloh, she gets to keep, Shilo, he gets to keep the ketubah. He siah v'girshah. If he married her off and he fully with Nisuin, then she was divorced. And then he married her off again and she got widowed. She, gets them. she was fully married. She's entitled to two ketubot. That's according to Talakama. Rida disagrees about the last case where she was fully married. And he says, in the second marriage where she had already been divorced and then she got married and widowed. That's when she keeps the Ketubah. But in the first case, when she originally got married fully, then gets widowed, then the father gets it. I'm lost. The rabbis told him, why would the father get it? Once the father marries off completely, he has no rights over her, and doesn't get the first Ketubah either. And that's what the Machloket is about. Says the Gemara, the Gemara explains, the reason why we allow this case to happen is because one time she got divorced and the second time she got widowed. But if she had gotten widowed twice and then he can't marry her off a third time. Why? Because she's considered a killer wife who kills her husband. Since she already did it twice we assume it'll happen again. So in other words we're saying here really we could have given we're, we're explaining a question over here. There was an unspoken question: Why would we, if the whole point is the difference between a girl getting only Kadushin married and a girl getting nisuin married? Why do we have to flip the case in one and in the first in the first time she got married, she got divorced, and the second time she got widowed? Just say both widowed or both divorced. So to that, they're coming to answer. The Tana holds: There's a at How many times a woman could? have her husband die and still be allowed to get married two or three one rabbi says if the two husbands dying she can't get married again she might kill her husband and the other one says no they need three husbands now the fact that the Mishnah changed from normal and and gave an example of the first case being that she got divorced and the second case being that she got widowed come and tell you that had it been widowed, widowed, she would not be able to get married and and the Tanah didn't want to use that example talk about such a sad case of a girl who can't get married but the point is you see from the fact you avoided mentioning a case where only the lady was only widowed twice that means widowed twice is enough and not widowed three times in order to make her asur to marry another person you see from our Mishnah that once she's twice widowed, she can't get married again, says the Gemara. We hold like Rebbe that says that in two times already a chazakah. Once she, two husbands die, she can't get married. Rebbe would disagree, and he says that <coughs> in the case where she um, got fully married. And then divorced, fully married, then widowed. The first divorce, Ketubah, goes to the father. Why does he say that the father gets the the divorce money? After all, she was fully married. both say, Because he says that once she got engaged, or Kedushin married, the father has those rights at that point. And since the father has those rights at that point, already from the time of Erusin Kedushin. therefore he keeps it. Mati Raba. Raba doesn't like that answer he says, Harushuna have the first one is the father. Um admits in this bright uh we talk if you if you engage your daughter when she's a, a, a young girl and then she gets older, and then she gets married, Baba that the father has no right to any kituba. Am I like, why not? The same way you, Rav, claimed that once the father once the father got the zuchut while she was engaged, he gets to keep it. Here too, once the father got zuchut while engaged, she should be able to keep that, those rights. rather the statement of Robert should be like this Rios since it was written while he was there before the Suin therefore the father gets it now the Gemara wants to know at what point can the Kuduba is a document and documents have the right to collect to, the the owner of the document in this case it's the wife who owns the document which is a promissory note on her husband if the husband has no money to pay the document let's say divorce has no money to pay the document the is she has the right to go to someone who bought land from her husband and go claim that land back right if we claim that the father has the right from the time of Kedushin can can if the, if the husband dies and he leaves no money and he had sold some fields, can the widow collect from a field that was sold all the way back to the elusin for the engagement? Or do we say, no, she can only collect from the time of the full marriage. If you want to collect from a field that was sold to somebody else, it can only be from a full marriage and not from the elusin time. says, Manu matayim, the main part of the Ketubah, which is a hundred zoos for a girl who was previously married. umatayim and two hundred zoos for a girl who was never previously married, made Erosin. That goes all the way back from time of Erosin, from the Kedushin time. It's Joseph, and any extras that I put in, which is all most of the money we put in nowadays, that comes min from the time of nisween Rav Asi, says, No, So according to Rav Huna, only the first, the, the base of the kitubah is from the Erucim. Ask the Gemara, me, Amar Abhun Huna, the did you really say that. Va'itma didn't we learn it? Hotza lev shekutavot. Let's say you have a woman who has, when she gets divorced, she says, Look, I have two kitubot. Echacha echad echacha shashmot. One for 200 and one for 200 plus, plus 100 for 300. Amr Abhun Huna said about that case, Bata lig bot if she comes to collect 201. Then she collects in the first date from the from the date written on the first Kitubah. mot. if she wants 300, she she, she collects from the second date. if what you're saying is true, that the basic comes from the Elocin. And the extra that's comes from the late date of the Kituba. is Why doesn't she collect both? she get 200 from the first time and 100 from the second time. Why she has to pick one or the other? According to your logic of Ravuna, that Tosefit comes from, this, from the Nisween, so you should still get the Tosefit now. Why? why are you saying that? For the Tamech, according to Bin Chamesh why doesn't she collect all 500, the 200 and the 300? My time is money shown. Thought me was not sheni. Why do we say that? Why doesn't she get five hundred? Came with the little Vosatla, Thought me am my Since he didn't write, I'm giving you three hundred on the two hundred. So we assume the three hundred is instead of the two hundred, and therefore you can either pick the three hundred or the two hundred, but you can't get both. And therefore, even his money shown. Even his money shown. So basically, when he wrote the, the second ketubah of the three hundred, he was giving you a choice. Either you could stick with your two hundred if you want to be able to collect the money from the earlier time, and if you don't want to collect the money from the earlier time, you're entitled to three hundred. Hakanami here too. The reason why you don't get it is because he didn't say I'm adding you one hundred on the two hundred. Therefore, ochili ochilda kama. Therefore, he wants her to get rid of the first one and get this one, and that's why that's all she gets. Okay, we're going to stop over here at the words "amar more" three lines down. Baruch Amen leolam, amen,